Amen. And we're turning this evening in the Gospel of John to the chapter 14. It's the Gospel of John and to the chapter 14. <clears throat> and this, of course, as we come to it as a chapter of chapters, uh, John 14 has been a tremendous blessing uh, to God's people down through the different generations. It forms part of the discourse that the Lord had with his disciples whenever the supper was ended and the Lord began to speak to his disciples about his departure. And it's a discourse that runs from chapter 13 and it finishes up in chapter 17 with the great high priestly prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 14, and it's a chapter that is so familiar, I'm sure every one of us would be able to recite uh, sections of it from memory tonight. But as we read a portion together, I'm then just going to highlight one word uh, that's found in this chapter. But let us read from John 14 and the verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments." And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, 
that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. Amen. We land there at the verse 19. And the word that I want to draw to your attention tonight is the last word of our Bible reading. And it's that little word, also. The word also in John chapter 14. The Lord was spending his last moments with the disciples before he would go forth to be crucified. And here in John chapter 14, he's continuing his conversation with the disciples. John 14, as I have indicated already, has been a portion of Scripture that has proved to be a wonderful blessing to God's people. And as you could never exhaust the Word of God, but even the most familiar chapters can come afresh to our hearts, my attention was drawn to this little word also. And it's just four letters in the English language. If you were to see it in the Greek, it's only three letters. The equivalent letters to us, K-A-I. That forms the Greek word that's translated here in our Bibles as the word also. And when you think about that little word also, it's a word that's used to form a connection. It's, if you like, a connecting word or a joining word. It's a word that would join different things together. For example, there's a simple uh, illustration of that in Matthew 16 and the verse 1. It says, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees. That little word also comes between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and therefore it's connecting them together, and it's joining together to form one. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees. And so you can see there by simple illustration that it's a connecting word. But it's also a word that's used to express an addition Something additional. For example, in Romans chapter 8, the apostle Paul writes of the Lord, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And having given us his only begotten son, there's that little word also. How shall he not with him also Freely give us all things. And so it's adding there statement to statement. And that little word also is giving weight to the statement. Because more and more is being added. And when you read that little word also, it helps to add force to what is being said. 
And so it's a connecting word, and it's a word that's used to express addition. And whenever you come to John chapter 14, that word in the original language that I drew to your attention with just the three Greek letters, it appears in this chapter 40 times. 40 times. And on 35 of those occasions, it's just translated with the English word and. And so whenever you go through John chapter 14 and you're reading the word and, that's the word in the original. On one occasion in the chapter, it's translated yet. And you would find that in the ninth verse. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, Philip, and yet hast thou not known me? Then on the other five occasions, the translators of our authorized version of the scriptures have used this word also. And to me that singles out those five occasions when in our English Bible we read in John chapter 14 of five alsos. Five occasions when that word also appears. And tonight, just for a little moment, I'm going to look at each of them. But I'm only going to spend one or two minutes on each of them. The very first one there is at the opening of the chapter in the verse 1. And you could emphasize that word also. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Then look down to the third verse. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And there's the second one. Then when you look at verse 7 of the chapter, if ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. There's the third one. And then in verse 12, You have the fourth one. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Then verse 19, the one I've already drawn to your attention. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. So just to... Look at each of these in turn. We come to the first verse. And here is the also of God's peace. The also of God's peace. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. Their hearts were troubled. The Savior in this discourse has been telling them of his departure. That soon he is going to be leaving them and their hearts are troubled. And it is interesting to see here how the Lord took note of their hearts. The fact that their hearts were troubled, that was something that was inward. And yet the Lord noted that and the Lord could see that. The Lord was aware of the troubled heart of his disciples. The Lord understood how they were feeling in their heart. The Lord had 
been speaking to them of all that lay before him. And the Lord knows how their heart is now troubled. And the Savior shows how they were not to give in to that troubled heart. We're not, we're not promised an easy time in this world. And we will not get through this world without trouble. We will not get through without some kind of sorrow or some kind of trial and trouble. But in the midst of that trouble, the Lord would say to us, believe also in me. And that's what brings us peace in the midst of the trouble. And here is the also of God's peace. And those words there at the end of verse 1, believe also in me, they're in what's called the imperative form. And that means it comes by way of a command. That's the easiest way to understand that. And so the Lord speaking to his troubled disciples and knowing that their hearts are in turmoil like a troubled sea, he's giving them a command. And he said to them, believe also in me. And it's there where they will find peace. There's the remedy. There's the cure for the troubled heart. The also of God's peace. But then I want you to look at that third verse. And here we see the also of God's paradise. Speaking about heaven. The Lord said in verse 3, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Also. And the Lord going to prepare a place, he's speaking there about heaven, that prepared place for a prepared people. And in this third verse, you have something of a definition of heaven. What is heaven? Heaven is where Jesus is. And the Lord said, where I am, where I am, there ye may be also. The also of God's paradise. Paradise is to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we were singing those words, what matters where on earth we dwell. On mountain top or in the dale, in cottage or in mansion fair, where Jesus is, tis heaven there. And there's the also of God's paradise. You see, heaven is not heaven because of the golden streets. Heaven is not heaven because of the precious stones that adorn the walls of heaven. And heaven is not heaven because of the pearly gates. And heaven is not heaven because of the angels. Heaven is heaven because the Savior is there. And he's saying to his troubled disciples that where I am, there ye may be also. The also of God's paradise and then look at verse 7 with me for the third one. And here you have the also of God's person. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father 
also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. You see the also that's right in the center there of the seventh verse. You've known my father also. And it's speaking about God the father. And you have God the son. And the Lord Jesus Christ is showing that the father is revealed through him. He's the mediator. The only mediator between God and men. And through the Lord Jesus Christ, we have that revelation of the Father. The Father is revealed through the Son. And to see Christ is to see the Father. And to know Christ is to know the Father. And to have fellowship with Christ is to have fellowship with the Father. And he's showing us something here of the person of God. They also of God's person. Philip found it difficult to understand. And Philip turned to the Lord in verse 8, and Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. He was looking for a greater understanding of the Godhead. And the Savior gave him the explanation there in the verses 9 and 10. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. And so the Lord Jesus Christ was revealing there the unity of the Godhead. God the Father and God the Son. The same in substance and equal in power and glory. And you have the also of God's person. But then look to the verse 12. And there's the fourth also. And here in verse 12 you have the also of God's power. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go on to my Father. And it's speaking there about the power of the Lord resting upon God's people, the also of God's power. The Lord has been encouraging his disciples here in John chapter 14, encouraging them to believe upon him, to rely upon him, to trust in him, to cling to him because of who he is and because of what he is about to do going forth to Calvary. But here is the blessing for the believer. They will experience the power of God. The Savior said that he was departing because I go on to my Father, but the works that I do shall he do also. The responsibility there that comes upon the people of God to carry on the work. 
the work which the Savior himself was engaged in when he was upon this earth, but on leaving this earth, the Lord Jesus Christ has given to his church and to his people the great commission. And we have to carry on the work and we have to publish the word. We have to spread the gospel. We have to take it to all lands. And we know tonight we cannot do that in our own strength. But there's the also of God's power. And in verse 13, there's the prayer there of God's people. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And going forth to carry on that work in serving the Lord and spreading the gospel. The Lord has given to us the great privilege of prayer. And through prayer, we're, we're tapping into the power of God and the power of heaven. And in verse 16, the Savior said, And I will pray. I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. And there's God's people and they're praying and there's the Savior and he's praying and they're going to be endued with the power of God the Holy Spirit that when the Savior departs, they'll be able to carry on the work, not in their own strength, but to carry on the work and the power of God the Holy Spirit. And the book of the Acts would record that. How the disciples and the early New Testament church would go forth with the message of the gospel and the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. The works that I do shall he do also. The also of God's power. But then that fifth and final one in the verse 19, and it's the also of God's promise. And what a promise that is. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. Ye shall live also. The Savior was going forward to the cross of Calvary. And he was going there to bleed and to suffer and to lay down his life and death. But he said here in this verse, I live. I live because I live. And the Lord Jesus Christ is the ever-living one. The one which is and which was and which is to come. He's the eternal I am. And he's the one who had the victory over the grave. And he lives in the power of the resurrection. And he lives in the power of an endless life. And he lives in the power of his intercessory work. I live, the Lord Jesus Christ says, and because I live, ye shall live also. The also, what a promise that is. The believer will live. We, we were dead in trespasses and in sins, but we live because the Lord Jesus Christ lives. Because he had the victory over sin and death and hell. And he has risen triumphantly from the grave. And he has quickened our hearts by the power of the Spirit. He has imparted that spiritual life to us. And he says, because I live, ye shall live. 
and we live spiritually. Thank God we live eternally. We say it reverently tonight, but the believer will live as long as God. We live forever. Because I live, ye shall live also. And we live with everlasting life and with that blessed hope for eternity. One day we will be with our Lord and Savior when our salvation will be complete and will be in the glory and we will live also. We will live eternally and everlastingly. I mentioned in the opening prayer about today being Reformation Day. It was the date that Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the church doors in Wittenberg in Germany. And that was said to mark the commencement of the great Protestant Reformation. And so I want to conclude with a quotation from Martin Luther. And this quotation concerns that promise that the Lord has just given. Because I live, ye shall live also. And Martin Luther said, Men may hunt me out of the world that I care not for, but I shall not on that account abide in death. I shall live with my Lord Christ since I know and believe that he liveth. I shall live with my Lord and Christ since I know and believe that he liveth. Because I live, ye shall live also. And thank God tonight we have the gospel of the also. And may the Lord bless these few simple thoughts to our hearts tonight. We're going to sing uh, that hymn 123 before we come to our season of prayer. The hymn 123, and the chorus is, He lives.